0: Hey there, Bosch fans. It's time for another episode of the Everybody Counts podcast. It's Tracy here, and I'm excited to introduce you to our first episode in our behind the scenes series. So, first up, we are going to speak with the director and writer of Bosch season six, episode three. So, we have director. Patrick Cady, ASC, and writer Shaz Bennett. I was able to do a really fun interview with them and get lots of scoop about behind the scenes, really interesting details that I'd never thought about before. For instance, how much time do you think there is between the final script, being ready, and actually filming? It may surprise you. It was much shorter than I thought. And when it comes to locations, when do physical parts of the location need to be removed and perhaps something additional put in the scene? How many times a year do they... Do you think they film at the Bosch house? I'll warn you, that's sort of a trick question. And what do Point Break and Bosch have in common? Also, how would you handle a goat on a leash walking by your set? So much to glean from this interview. And since the interview, I have learned that Shaz will actually be directing her first episode of Bosch in season seven. Now, while Shaz has a a wonderful resume of directing This will be her first time on Bosch. So I think it's really exciting to think about all the knowledge she has from the writer's room and bringing that to the director's chair as well. So we congratulate her on that and look forward to that. And then we have a couple of more behind the scenes episodes in the works. You'll be hearing from the directors of episodes four and five as well. So you have that to look forward to. So thanks so much for tuning in and I hope you enjoy the interview. Well, thank you all for joining us so we've we've met talking before but we haven't actually seen each other in person so this is fun and the other guy in the room is my son carter he loves the show oh, and great. He came on our trip with us when we were there at set back in the fall oh nice yeah so we're really excited to to get some more scoop from you guys so i guess just to start off the conversation you know as a viewer we kind of think oh someone writes the script and then someone gets that that script and they direct it and i feel like they're must be so much in between or back and forth maybe so I was just wondering if you guys could kind of fill in the gaps on that that process I mean I think that's basically how it goes okay (laughs) wow
1: you know I mean I I would say from the writing side you know we start with Michael and Eric Overmeyer, the showrunner, and Michael Connolly have already sort of selected the books we're going to use. So we sort mm-hmm. of take that the first, you know, maybe two months in the writer's room, and we're kind of break broad strokes the whole 10, ser- ten episode arc. And mm-hmm. then we'll go in and break down episode to episode and we'll be assigned a script. So then we just go off and write our scripts, but then we end up, like, talking about it and, oh, that storyline's too early, we should move that here, and so you're because we it's basically a 10 hour movie often the first draft of the script ends up in five other episodes Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) scenes
1: end up in five different episodes and then you kind of have to start all over again this one was particularly kind of we always knew episode three was going to be when they found the cesium that seemed about like right for the rest of the season So, so this one was pretty good and then I mean I think from the director you know I'll let you take it from there but it's, there's lots of
0: conversations with the
2: show. Okay. Room. Okay. Uh, yeah, for the audio only people later, this is Patrick. I'm always curious about uh, the writing room process, the micro to macro of it all. Like there must be, there must always be, because with reading a script and then directing a script and then cutting a script, there's always moments along the way that are like children that you fall in love with that then no one ever sees. Yeah. (laughs) And and I got to imagine in a a writer's room and then with the polishes that happen after the first draft, there's got to be a bunch of that too. Is that right, Chess?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's always scenes that you write that you think, oh, that's so perfect. And then they're just sort of off topic or off character or, you know, I mean, at this point, it's really fun writing for our cast because we know them so well and we know the characters so well that it's, I don't write as much off. I don't write anything off character, but I definitely put in little beats. I think, Oh, that's so great. And then it's sort of like, we don't really have time for that. Or, you know, Honest cop work is really tedious and there's you know, it's a lot of just typing and looking and it's it's just grinding away. But that's not necessarily that interesting to watch. <laughs> <laughs> but I find it interesting to I find it really interesting when we talk to our advisors Tim and Mitzi and they kind of explain how they have come to find the you know the suspects and how do you clear someone and how you get you know so I I love to get into that granular detail sure. but then when you're going into drafts you're sort of like now how to make this cinematic
0: <laughs> well on that topic I just have to say I think you all are so creative with that as far as like when we had talked to team and Tim they talked about how long something may take you know to get back but you guys weave the story in and out so much that we may not be thinking, oh yeah, they sent those fingerprints off to be tested, you know, and then you bring it back around. So you, you do such a great job of making us feel like we're not waiting forever. So that's I think good. that's really cool. Thank you. It's a <laughs> lot of smoke mirrors and then you get
1: a good deep breath <laughs> like Patrick. And <laughs> it helps.
2: Um, cool. The interesting thing about this script, the, the, the whole chase sequence is a really, that's a really interesting yeah, those, those types, of, types of scenes, stakeouts and chases, things that are really based on the location mm-hmm. are really interesting to see change through the drafts because they usually get written before we even know where we're gonna shoot them. And then without Shaz or myself, Peter Bruga, the producer and, and locations folks will go find something that works. And they're also looking at this big overall plan of like, well, we also need to shoot, you know, this might be a day and a half. So we need to find some other location that fills the other half of the day. So there's a lot of ban- balancing What's going to, what tail's going to wag what dog in, uh-huh. the, in the production side of it, you know, and trying to make an episode in eight days, which seems like a lot of time when you're thinking it's just 45 minutes of work. And then once you get told how much work it is, it doesn't seem like enough time at all. Right. And, and, uh, and that, that whole sequence at the nursery was a really interesting version of that. Where it's funny, I pulled up just before we got on the call together, I, I pulled up some of my notes on, I think, the. Uh, last draft that came out on our like day two of shooting or something like that and 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 the ideas of even even just minutiae of where people are in that space but then how do you button out of a scene? How do you, you know, transitions are really important in all, in all shows, in a television show where they might be doing something that they need to do, like sitting in an office together or stuff like that. You have to make those transitions move as well as possible. So it was interesting to think about, well, what's the way we get out of that sequence in the, in the nursery? And, and I don't, in the draft I had, we weren't something we all talked about based on the location and thinking about, well, what is the actor going to ask? When where they're shooting is well. What what is he making a break to? So then it became okay. So we gotta set up where he pulls his truck in. Him seeing the truck at the end, making a dash to get to the truck. So there's a way. So you you see something going on in his head, like yeah. where where he's trying to get to, and then that gets interrupted. And I think in the draft, I had read all the cars were supposed to pull in at once, and we only needed one car to pull in to cut off that path. be okay. mm-hmm. under the gun. Right. But now it opens up another thing. Like oh, then we want to see a moment we should get a moment whether we use it or not we should get a moment where Edgar's like don't don't make us do this like don't make a break for it with us having our guns drawn on you Mm -hmm. and and then we get that moment and whether we use it or not is also out of you know essentially out of my hands okay. um, it's interesting because television's a writer's medium you know, yeah the showrunner is the overriding driver of the of everything yeah.
0: so i guess i hadn't thought really before that so that like you're talking about the final draft or the draft that you had that it really does bump right up against filming is
2: that oh you you can get drafts as you're in the middle of shooting that are reflecting work that's coming up the next day or And Bosch is way better at it than a lot of other shows. A lot of procedural shows that shoot 20 some odd episodes a year, they get into it. They can get into a bind just before their breaks where the room's having a hard time catching up because the showrunner is polishing all the scripts themselves. Mm -hmm. They can get in a spot where you might be getting pages the day before, like you might know the location, you might know the general idea of a scene, but you won't get the pages until the day before you shoot.
0: Okay. Now, Shaz, do you write with locations in mind or are they already given to you what they're planning to use? No,
1: I mean, often we won't know the locations till, you know, like, I, like Patrick said, we're better at it than a lot of shows. We tend to do our location scouts go out pretty early for mm-hmm. some shows um but you know we we knew in the writers room we knew we wanted it to be something like a landscape business or something we kind of wanted to have like maybe there's some bomb making materials in there and so we you know we knew that that part of it we wanted so my, I think my original draft was in like you know like a, a greenhouse or something and they were chasing outside and you were you know and he could see them but they couldn't see him and mm-hmm. but then, you know we did then we found that location which was just so much cooler and every time we anytime you can get outside in Los Angeles it's better yeah. you know? so yeah. that, you that location is so amazing beautiful. yeah and it was like but it was like one of literally probably one of the hottest days <laughs> in that whole summer and it was really dusty it was a like I just have to shout out our beautiful crew that had to you know work really really hard and like sure. 120 degrees and the dust and a lot of little pieces make that fight at that, that chase work
0: you know so right we well for us as viewers pre-day. it was cool to, to see that chase scene in the bright sun is that the ideal sort of setting to do a scene like that would you have wanted anything different? Well, and cooler. Well, kind of, <laughs> what's fun about it is that it's sort of not what you would normally
1: get in a LA noir, where everything would be in mm-hmm. shadows and you know running through street lights and stuff. You know? Right. So in, in some ways, it just made all of the stunts that much cooler because you could really see our stunt guys running down, and it was just like it was, it was different. It was I lo- I thought it was I thought Patrick did an incredible job. Uh, oh
2: yeah. I have to pay her now. I have to send her a. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, it was really well
0: written.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's be sure that it starts with a great script and then I, I just have to not screw it up.
0: Yeah. Well, it was definitely a really cool scene. You liked that part, especially, didn't you, Carter? Yeah. The action of was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it had just enough tension in it, you know, and yeah, it was really, really cool. And, and the twisting and turning and what like, I don't know. I'm kind of curious about this. You know, it, it seems like he's turning here, turning there, going down here. Is how much of that is editing and how much of it is the actual path that he took? Because it seemed
2: kind of long. It's a bit of both. So the, the little bit of grouping of the trees they get into right after they come down the hill. Mm-hmm. So there's that shot where you kind of see where the car is if you pay really close attention, you can see the cars moving and then we whip mm-hmm. down and they come into the bushes. That's a, set, a series of tree line that we set up because then the existing area where we did the rest was too far to run to from down the hill and we wanted the idea of them coming right down the hill and, and him hooking him into some trees so there's a little bit of trickery there trying to fool you into the idea that the nursery is a little bit bigger and right closer to the the hillside than than it is but okay. then once once they get into the trees it is really what it was and we had to we we added a couple little we added a couple lines of trees in certain spots mm-hmm. uh, to help make it feel more trapped more enclosed and then okay uh, the yeah. irrigation system up and all the branches we had to take out so the guys wouldn't hurt themselves or break stuff running through the trees so you have to be really in
1: the in the Bosch world of trying to be really accurate with our police you know they you know our cops were really like oh they wouldn't run at each other that way pointing guns at each other so you know talking to once we have got the location I think Patrick had the geography right, and then we like made sure that it made sense for our cops too. Like, cause, okay, and and it's a, it just is a great location because it really did work. where They could communicate to each other where they were running, and so mm-hmm. they never go
0: gun to gun. Are those okay.
2: scenes ever harder to write because there's so much action going on? Is it harder to ever like really focus on what's going on because there's other stuff happening too or is it I like. I mean
1: I, I think every scene can be difficult but I personally really like action. I mean my favorite movie is Point Break so. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, love, like, I love writing like a great chase scene and um, it, you know it can give you gives a script like has a lot of energy you know and you cannot not you know i'm also a director so i tend to write visually you know so it's fun oh, okay. to write action you know because you're because you're writing the action versus sometimes people that come from more playwriting are really good at dialogue in a way mm-hmm. that i envy <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, yeah i like
2: both. and point break was a, a i was stealing from it openly and that there's a little moment that we could have cut longer but we didn't that initial chase where the camera's racing behind Wow. edgar and that's all mm-hmm. right out of point break that idea so oh, wow. even had
1: the pogo cam. <laughs>
2: yeah exactly we made a pogo cam to match and and so what's good about stealing is <laughs> is <laughs> when you talk to your crew and you're explaining everything on the tech scout there's this moment in a, a production where you're all standing there together and and usually the people who own the house you're about to shoot are like wow there's a lot of you and you don't have the heart to tell them you each represent 10 more people, <laughs> but if you're standing there on set with all the key players and you start describing what you're going to achieve on the day. And you're trying to get as much of that information out as early as possible so that there's, you're not wasting time on the actual shoot day when you are paying your actors and all the, crew to be there explaining what's happening so shorthand about using styles you're going to riff off of is really helpful so when you say point break to someone you know you're crazy if you don't know the movie and (laughs) chase chase scene and and, yeah uh, and so it makes it easy for the crew to grab onto that
0: yeah good reference okay
2: so we need to make yeah
0: they get it (laughs) yeah well speaking of of the actors is it a given that mr tom bernardo will always be an fbi agent if there's a group of them (laughs) He's he's
1: he has his his we jo- we jokingly call him Agent needy is the is the name of that character <laughs> uh, and he's played it I think only three times so okay. it's, a, it's six seasons you know it's not every season but yeah it's kind of funny because it's we have a whole backstory of what happened to Agent needy you know it's the last time we saw him was in the rehab center last season you know so he had clearly gone he was drunk he was sitting with drunk santa yeah yeah mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> he had a rough day.
1: Yeah, he's had a rough, had a rough uh,
2: background, but, but
1: he's
0: never had a He's never spoken, <laughs> right? But I, mean, I I I remember this FBI agent. I think back in season two, yeah, times, and then at the the Whiteman Airport scene, and I remember seeing uh, Tim there too, yeah, in that scene. So yeah, I, I, he he has a good look for the FBI agent. I mean, you know, you hate to see him all beat up with drunk Santa, but he pulled that off well too. So. <laughs> It's and he's pretty stuff. prominent it's in that, that
2: arrest scene at the airport from yeah, this episode yeah. April that season, right? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so four or five times, yeah. He's yeah. yeah.
0: Getting around. <laughs> yeah, cool. So are you on set much, Shaz? What is your interaction at that point? Like, yeah. Yeah? I can be there every day. You know what? Just also because I love
1: being on set as much as possible. That's mm-hmm. great. Gift about Bosch is that we shoot in Los Angeles and our off-rider yeah. office are in Los Angeles our sets are you know 20 feet away from our writer's office so it's really mm-hmm. easy to like be on set as much as possible but then when it's when it's an episode that I wrote I'm just there to like you know support we have Tom is all almost always on set um, mm-hmm. so you know he's he's certainly competent but often when we start production Tom's already in on set so he might miss a storyline beat that we're setting up for episode eight or nine that's, oh, okay. that's what i feel like my main job on set is just to mm-hmm. be sure that if there is something we're setting up that it gets yeah. paid attention to but most of our directors you know patrick's also one of our dps so he's there he knows where it's going too so it's usually i just kind of sit there and
0: enjoy watching <laughs> so is it's it safe of- to say <laughs> that paul was the dp on this episode is paul summer still doing that as well
2: yeah, so Paul summer's we were able to, to drag back uh he's not on Empire anymore. So he left Bosch oh, okay. to go shoot Empire. Oh, okay. And then and that was the reason I and because he was on Empire was also the reason I was able to, to shoot those last two seasons of Right. Wreck-
0: right, right, yes.
2: So it was really good to have him back because we were the two DPs the first season. So it was mm-hmm. it was fun. And that that's the first time we've done that. And we've been in other situations working together as co-DPs, and when we first met. Paul was a very overqualified camera operator and cam operator on cold case when I was uh, shooting the first season of that show. And then he ended up shooting that show for a couple seasons. So it's just really fun to work with someone, you know, for so long. And so yeah. long. they can read, they kind of see what's coming and they can, they can be really helpful. And because you're friends with each other, there's no, there's no stepping on each other's toes, really. It's not it's kind of impossible to do.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, what can you tell us uh, some scoop about the scene where they actually find the cesium and the van and using that location? Was that sort of
2: a nuclear van property
0: to be able to use up there? Yeah, we, uh,
1: Patrick kept referring it to the nuclear (laughs) vanigan.
2: I made, I made stickers (laughs) as if, as if there was a, uh, my mind it was a punk rock band that covered new wave songs.
0: There you go. Yeah,
1: Yeah, that, I mean, some of that's from the book, um, Mm -hmm. the pieces of it are in the book, but in the book he finds it, you know, in a different location and it's a car. Mm -hmm. So, so when we, when we, you know every season, we kind of adjust the books to you know make them work for this for Bosch the show instead of Bosch the books, and so you know, we we like the idea of him being able to walk somewhere. That that, that location is just a stunning location, it's a real mm-hmm. that's a real. Hollywood Reservoir yeah so you know that was kind of cool to put it up there and you know it, if you know Los Angeles it does work geography wise and you know we just thought that would make sense for Harry to Harry and Jerry to just go on their own you know and that that mm-hmm. was something we had to talk to our advisors a lot both the FBI and the LAPD. like if you got a tip like that that somebody was dead how would you adjust that and that that seemed to work so <laughs> yeah
0: yeah no it, it
2: worked I, great it, it, there's a to, to talk touch a little bit on the nuclear van again one last time there's a great behind the scenes photo on the amazon site where there's a sign that says don't worry just a film set because you know there are hikers and people walking around there and and we're and we keep such we keep such a low profile with the camera equipment and stuff you could miss you know you're not going to see a bunch of depending on which way you're coming to the location you you could miss the trucks and just see the Scene. So there's
1: like all you know, these people in hazmat
0: suits. Yeah. And radioactivity. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Someone made a sign that said, "Don't worry, film set." You know.
0: <laughs> well, how about the scene on the street where they find Alberto Gonzalez? How much do you have to block off to film something like that? Because you know you've got this realistic-looking, you know, dead body there, and so you know you don't want a lot of inquiries, I guess, as you're filming. How much do you,
2: well, do you actually block off for finding the body? We blocked off that little street, but. That's that's why we're on that specific street so there's there's a just one block i think east there's a kind of cleaner shot to the hollywood sign but it's on a much bigger street that would have been way harder to block off and you've just picked out one entire shoot day of the show so them driving up finding the uh, cesium the aftermath of finding the cesium and finding the body that was all one day of work all daylight based work so we were running to get all that stuff so when we went down there we were down there at late Late rush hour. So I think we landed there around four o'clock or something. So we really had to have that whole block. But it was funny, there was a the guy, you know, we didn't have the sidewalk fully closed. And the, as we were setting up, a guy with a goat, walking a goat on a leash, went by us. <laughs> <hot laughs> And then seemed a little perplexed that he was getting asked questions about the goat. I'm like, yeah, you don't own a goat and walking around the streets of Hollywood without
0: Hollywood.
2: <laughs> expecting to get a comment, right?
0: Yeah, doesn't everyone do that? <laughs> yeah, Hollywood is weirder than we write it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't, you wouldn't believe it if you wrote what really happens. I think
0: that's wild. That's wild. Well, what? A- what about a little intel on Tony Chambers office that, you know, Maddie's working at is any of that on location or is there all set pieces inside the office? We moved that this way. <laughs>
2: Yeah. We used
1: to shoot in a, in, a, in a place downtown Los Angeles, in a real location, and okay. for lots of reasons, because we mm-hmm. love Mike Chandler, and we, it, we built a set. So it's a oh, okay. set on our, on our sets. You know, most of our sets, if you ever see, they have this beautiful scenic background. Um, yes. And that we had to shoot with blue screen, and I, that was really interesting to watch, just you know how you light it to make sure that once we drop in, the backdrop looks good, mm-hmm. and she looks, I mean, she was stunning. So it always looks good on here
0: but um, <laughs> yeah you know, but maybe next season we'll have a, a real fun <laughs> oh, oh very cool
2: yeah the the ownership of the the floor we had been shooting on the year before changed so we weren't allowed to they actually by the time we started up they had taken out like the staircase and every like they had changed the building so even if we'd gotten permission to go back it wouldn't have looked oh. the same. So, right. I mean, and that's an interesting that's an interesting thing about the show because we're so tied to certain realities to make the commitment to build that set, to put in the blue screen, to lay in stuff afterwards, which you can certainly do on the cheap, but then it looks that way. So it's, it's good that you're asking the question. That means you can't tell if, if it changed or not.
1: That's, yeah, yeah. That's-
2: Right. Our
1: designers and our art department just every time I go on those sets, I'm just amazed at what
0: they are able to create. And you turn around, it's plywood, you know, but it really looks like the interior of this beautiful downtown building. And I'm sure it's safe to assume that no mice were hurt in the filming of <laughs> this episode when you spoke to the art department did they we didn't
2: we didn't radio something? yeah we didn't kill a mouse with radio <laughs> for that scene that um, mouse was a uh, good touch
0: though
1: that was yeah uh, it was. was I mean you,
0: yeah
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> definitely else, you know? it's an interesting thing how do you dramatize a possible poison you know I mean it's very yeah. simple doing it right now we're in this pandemic where it's like mm-hmm. there's a scene that's out there that is very dangerous but how do you dramatize
0: that and so when that right. was yeah Yeah. that's the genius
2: of the little thing edgar has too the indicator Uh so helpful that that's there and and then and that was the other fun thing about that scene was being able to use the Hollywood sign, which normally we shy away from doing any kind of touristy style of shots, but we to get that nice stack two shot of them with the Hollywood sign behind them briefly and then be able to come off it with the helicopter later. It was just really yeah. fun to be able to have the, that stuff and we in that very busy day, we piled some real equipment up there. We had a big crane to get that initial you know shot of them coming up that keeps keeps going as they're walking up towards the car. Mm-hmm. So,
0: Mm -hmm. Wow. Now, what about the scene with Jerry, and he's with Charlie Hovan and Winston? I assume that was meant to be shot at night in the little restaurant there. That seems like a nighttime scene. Is that true? Yeah, you know, we, that's sort of Jerry's side gig. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) And he's trying to find this much larger issue with Los Angeles. So, you know, he was doing all of that on the side. Yeah. Um, but that location's really
0: great. It's close to our stages. So. Oh,
2: they have really, yeah, they have great food there. <laughs> oh, good to know. Good
0: to know. Okay. Um,
2: I loved working. I mean, we have, you know, to be gifted with such an amazing cast and, and everyone's so good. And then to have your guest actors come in and be so phenomenal. Sure. Uh, those scenes are all really, really fun to do. Really, yeah, so is you
1: know, such a, a great addition too yeah. you know, that happens every season we um uh, I mean that's what happened with Dewan, you know they're just yeah. in and you just love them, and then you just keep writing for them and Last mm-hmm. season we had Celisino in with the DEA and they we're like, how can we bring back Celisino? You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it also kind of worked with the, you know, how we, sure. we, we yeah. try to just bring them out just because we love the We want to write something good for them. And, uh,
2: well, and that's, that's fun. another tribute to you having, you everyone having the room up so early too, right, Shaz, that you can thread them in so early or pull someone from a previous season. So now I, It just gets this very wonderful sense of, you know, like the, like the books, nothing feels like it got dropped in the beginning of a chapter for the end of the chapter, which is, I'm assuming a real easy trap to fall into when you're writing a show. Yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah, that, that, and, and then our, our, you know, our executive producer, Peter Jan, often will be, you know, checking actors' availability. Like early on as we're starting the season, we're thinking, oh, we're, you know, we might do a thing with Celestino and the DEA. It's like he'll reach out, you know just get a feeling (laughs) Mm because they might be available you know because we don't know what we're writing yet but we and then that you know that most of the time doesn't dictate the writing but it's a real gift to have because we just always think of it like a 10 hour movie you know so it's yeah
0: absolutely well we've talked about on the podcast before how it really does seem to get better each season but we've talked about how a lot of that probably has to be attributed to this whole group of characters that sometimes come in and out of seasons and that familiarity it just makes it's so much richer you know and it just works so well i love that that Bosch does very- Lived in and the yeah, actually, very real and
1: authentic. So it just every season, and it's been fun these last two seasons really getting in a bit more into J. Edgar's story, you know, his yeah, family, yeah, you know, his family. And you know, and just, I just love, I love those scenes.
0: Well, I don't want to keep you too long, but I, I would like to ask you, Shaz, is there, could you name one scene in particular that you just really loved seeing go from the page to the screen? Well, I mean,
1: I, I, the first one that comes to mind is the chase scenes, yeah. And to write, it was fun to execute, it really worked. I also really loved the van again coming up and like you knowing the keep keep like setting up this that Jerry's kid Jay Edgar's not going to just go with these janky rings he's going to go by the top of the line. You know? Yeah. So fun to set that up and then and then I really love the end like the, throughout the script there's all these helicopters 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 in the very end with you know Maddie and Bosch, and they're just like it's silent you know. Right. Oh, yeah. that was just a, that was nice. It just like I mean when the best thing it's hard because you always think of it as like one big giant arc and so it's like when it works so that's an mm-hmm. important part yeah, yeah.
2: That, it works. that final scene was really fun to shoot but it was also the first thing we shot of that episode yeah. so, we so we shot did. it while we were prepping it because okay. going up to the bosch house there's not a lot of room up there so Every time we shoot at the Bosch house it tends to be like three or four directors all shooting their specific scenes for the okay. their, their episodes so we don't go up every episode. Mm-hmm. So I think I was the second to last person of the night or something but I, I remember on season 5 I was the same thing happened and it was the and it was the I was the last person of the night. So you got you got to be really prepared so <laughs> okay. I've been, okay. been there all day. I don't think I had it that this time but I remember being super excited and you also want to, as the director, you want to be really conscientious about the time the other directors have on that limited location. Mm-hmm. And, and it just worked out really, really well. And, and working those, those two actors together are just, it's so amazing. So amazing. Yeah, really nice. And I, I'm super happy with that that last image i just think it's really beautiful and
0: it was for sure now is that sort of the exception to be filming out of order for that reason do do, are most of the scenes filmed in order or just no okay and that's
2: and that's why it's really critical to have you need several versions of that continuity right you need the continuity of the writer's room you need the continuity of even small ways the the thing that i always find funny i can tell when eric is has given notes on a script because every now and then there'll be like an old film noir phrase coming out of a young person's mouth. And it still still works somehow, right? Uh My favorite is from season two, long list of juvie hijinks. Uh, (laughs) so so i was gonna i wanted to ask shaz what what's something that you've learned from seeing eric work on the scripts that there must be stuff you're picking up from
1: oh yeah i mean eric is such a master wordsmith and what i i think what i've mainly taken away is that he'll often just trim it like he does lots and lots of rewrites and you know he'll just take the scene you've written it and it's like long and everything makes sense but then he just trims it down to like how people really talk how people really just look at each other and give legally he's he's, knows these actors so well that often his lines just get more concise and just better like you know, he'll, he he uh, always does the final rewrite on every script. Okay. Um, and so, like some of the lines that I'm most proud of, I probably can't take credit for. You know? <laughs> but that, but you know, like he's just a he's just a really concise writer. But just it always gets to the core of the character. And every you know he'll he'll say I don't know like. When I was the, I started as the script coordinator, so the script coordinator, you're reading you're reading everything, but you're reading it more for spelling and grammar and continuity. Does that line up? Does that line up with what we've said in season two? Okay. You're just reading it really analytically. Okay. And I might brought things to him, but even all of those conversations really were so helpful because he would say, no 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 but like he's saying it like this and I was like oh right you know like oh yeah of course like because it's and especially with pop stuff is it's not necessarily my I don't think the way the policeman thinks or police mm-hmm. woman. so I it, you know there's a way that Tim and Mitzi just don't say anything mm-hmm. <laughs> to get the other person to talk and okay. so whereas I would say oh I should talk and get them talking okay you know? and I've since learned that there's different styles of technique of Direct of uh, detectives trying to get somebody to talk. Mm-hmm. Like, I've learned so much from Eric just about how he just won't have his character say something. Let the happen. Okay,
0: yeah, I remember in an interview one okay. time when he talked about sometimes you say more when you don't say anything. So that that's really cool. It sounds like he really does yeah. go with that philosophy a lot in the writing. And it
1: was fun this season, you know. I think with Mama Rue and the Haitian and backstory, you know, a lot of that is, mm-hmm. you know, Jay Edgar, our actor, is from Haiti, you know. So, yeah. So I think like, and they've known each other a very long time. So they worked on okay. the water together, and so they, so there were certain things that you know he would just change it slightly. You know, mm-hmm. it just, Amy would just say, "Oh, I won't think, say that. I would say this." You know, and then with the other actors, but like our, you know. What I also really appreciate is we spend a lot of time on the scripts, so we don't do a lot of improv and, you know, Eric really likes it said as it's written, you know. Yeah. because that, that There was a lot of time and energy put into the words that are on the screen. But I yeah. just remember that night of the, you know, there are certain things that if an actor who comes from that background says, oh, I would say this versus that. Like the actor played the Jamaican guy, mm-hmm. you know, he would say, oh, I'll say that. And i like, call Eric. am like, is that okay? And he's like, sure, that's fine. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You know, because I'm not, it's, I'm, it's not my job to make a decision. And maybe it was said that way for a reason, you know? Okay, um, okay. So, I don't know. He's just, we're very, very specific on the show, which I really love. It feels like the writing, um, nobody says anything
0: just to talk. Just sure to talk. sure <laughs>
2: it's it shows the way the way I'm, I'm learning from eric too in the way he things he does or doesn't use in the cutting too you know the way the way okay. and it's the same thing it's you'll never he'll never use something that's showy just because it's showy like that's that's anathema that's the wrong, mm-hmm. the wrong way to go. and it gets to the thing that we we talked about before about the even when we build the sets we build the sets as if they're real places yeah and and that reality just starts resonating with everything like that approach that over overriding approach really gets into yeah. an atomic level on the show it's it's interesting. Yeah, uh, I like it. <laughs> it, makes
1: the, it makes the actors feel really a part of it. It makes the you know the cast, the the crew. Everyone's very respectful of our sets. You know, in a way that's really great. Yeah. Good.
0: That's good to hear. Okay,
1: yeah. okay. Yeah, that's, that's what's good. so fun about working with all of our directors, and especially Patrick and Trey and Michael, that have been on from the beginning, is that mm-hmm. they know the language of the show, but then they're also thinking. You know, there's a different way a director looks at, you know, a script to say, how do I visually take this moment that's very beautifully written and realized in script, but how do I visually make it so the audience feels? Like yeah. It? And yeah. It's just fun to like get into those conversations and see like that everyone really takes it to that next level.
2: Sure. Yeah. To have the time and be in the place where that's all fostered is really yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs>
0: very good sounds like a good place to work for sure
2: yeah i can't wait to get back to it
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, can't wait to get out of my house <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> baby steps <laughs> well thank you both so much we've received great feedback from both of the times we've talked to you patrick and when we talked to you last season chas so people really love hearing from you so okay. i appreciate you taking the time thanks so All much right. nice talking
2: Y'all Take you thank care. you thank you very bye. much bye, bye. bye.